Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Step of the way, providing a seamless mortgage experience. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Send the tweets. Send the hot takes at Ken Carmen, C-A-R-M-A-N. We got Filipponi joining at 2 p.m. Eastern. Filipponi's an exceptional radio show host. You guys are going to love him. You guys are going to absolutely love him. Billy's looking forward to doing the show with Wait a minute. He's not on this week. He's not on this week, no. Who's on this week instead? Our man Teach, Chris Moore. All right. Everything I was saying about uh, everything I was saying about Filipponi, just put it on Chris Moore. You're going to love him at 2 o'clock. Pony's terrible. He can't even get the words out. He makes no sense. His arguments are terrible. His takes are even worse. How you like that, huh? Yeah. Away we go. 855-2124. We just had BJ Armstrong on, and we've had BJ Armstrong on multiple times. And these are tough conversations. At the beginning of the show, I said, I, I am sick of doing these shows. And now maybe I'm just starting to get it because I have to look at this through the most literal eyes I can. And I still have to admit, I don't know. And I don't think there's a still. I don't think I ever will. I don't think I ever will. I won't understand. I will not understand both sides. Because while I, I listen and I want to listen, I have to listen. I don't think I'll ever truly understand. I've said quite literally in my neighborhood, I have a black man who lives to the left of me. I have a police officer who lives to the right of me. I said to BJ, both guys leave. They don't know if they're coming home. I don't know what they go through. I have a lot of family members who are police officers. I have a lot of family members who are still who have been police officers who are retired who are still currently police officers, sheriff's deputies, highway patrolmen. I have cousins who have been in for a very long time. I have cousins who have been shot at. I've had cousins who've had the whole thing. I have very close personal friends who are in law enforcement. And so I'm always I'm always struggling. Because those people mean a lot to me. And I know, I know, I know, I know they're good people. Now, I know that that's the human condition. Nobody wants to believe that they would keep people around them that might not be good people. But I believe in my heart that they are good people and they're good police officers. And so when I hear it, and I want to be able to give both sides, it's very, very difficult for me personally because I feel guilty, very guilty, to know that they try to do their jobs right and I don't mention them or I I don't mention them enough 
I feel so guilty. And I have close personal friends who I even work with at the station. We grew up in the same town, or we grew up in the same area, in towns next to each other. I was born in the same town as he was, and I moved to a town that was right next door to Canton, Ohio, in Perry Township. His family's from the northwest end. My family's from the northeast end, off of Mahoning Avenue. And we're worlds apart. And I heard his open on his night show on 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland earlier this week, and it was... To say stirring does not give it the type of justice it deserves. A black man pouring out his emotions in an experience that I will never be able to comprehend. I'll never be able to comprehend it. So I can say I can see both sides. I I can't because I'll never be able to live that life. I'll never, I don't believe I'll ever know what it's like to, to go to a town and feel like it is hostile, and that I'm not welcome there. I'll never know what it's like to have to go into places in certain neighborhoods or certain where, where, where certain felonies are, are being taken out or where certain warrants have to be served. I will never know that feeling, and I, I, ho- I hope I never know that feeling. I'll never truly understand. The only thing I can do is listen. The only thing I can do is try. But I know that I will never truly understand. And if I were to act like I had an answer, it it would be faulty. It would be pretty asinine to me. Guys like me, we do that. We do this for a living. We we think we're experts on sports when we're not. We try to come up with answers for everything. And then we always stick our foot in our mouths because we're trying to come up with answers for things we really don't have answers on. And this is something we don't have answers on. I'd like to think that most of America probably feels the same way I do. I know we get on social media, we see one side going after the other and the other side going after the other side, and we get upset with that. But I think most of us probably feel that way. I don't want to see people shot in the road. And I have many questions just like everybody else. I mean, why is a 17-year-old carrying an AR-15 that he's not illegally allowed to own across state lines? I'm a gun owner. Why are you going back to your police? Why are you going back to your car when you know you're not supposed to go back to your car when you're being retained by police? Why are you shooting them seven times? I got questions, and I don't think I'll be able to ever find the answers. So the only thing I can really do is listen the best I can, which isn't very good for a, a show host, a radio show host, who's supposed to be able to just give answers and, and spout the opinions. We talk, we don't necessarily listen. I've been guilty as charged of that through life and certainly through sports. This is an issue that's certainly a big one and that I definitely should be listening more. But I have picked up one vibe. Well, there's been a couple. Uh, the first part when it comes to the NBA, well, of course they went back to work. Okay, first off, you ain't quitting your job for any cause either, so I'm not going to hear that. And I wouldn't expect them to quit their job, and I wouldn't expect them to, to never play NBA basketball again. No, that is not what should be asked, and that's not what should be done. If they wanted to take more time off, they could take more time off, but they have the right to it. They have talent. There are people who want to pay to see that talent. There's people who want to pay them for that talent. They have every right to go back to work when they deem necessary, just like any one of us are able to go back to work. So the whole, well, I see it's only one day and a paycheck's more important. Well, paycheck's more important to you. 
I'm sure there's things that that you're you're personally moved by. There's things that you are you are upset with. And there might have been times where you decided that you were going to take a stand, where you were going to protest, where you were going to stand outside on a picket line of some nature. I didn't ask you to quit your job for that. I'm not asking NBA players to quit their job for that. So that there, that needs to go. The problem, the other problem that I do have is that, well, the NBA's done. I'm done with the NBA. I think a lot of us have been done with the NBA for a long time. Eight years later, and I brought up, the Ethan Strauss article last week, eight years, they have had a lower ratings problem. This is different. This is not bigger, but this is a different problem that the NBA does have. And this is just a springboard for it because, yeah, I think they'll take a hit because of this. The NBA will definitely take a hit because of this. But I really don't believe you when you say you're totally done with the NBA because I cannot see you 10 years from now not watching the NBA if you're in a city that has a really good NBA team. If your team sucks, that's always the way things go. You're not going to watch your own team. And if guys continue to go from your favorite team and go to other cities because they may feel that they're better off in those cities, then I think you're still not going to watch it then. Those are tangible reasons for it. Over this, I can't see that being done. And the NBA, with their ratings and with their popularity in America, while a lot of us, not a lot of us want to admit this, it has always been a roller coaster. It's always been that way. The popularity of NBA basketball has always been something that's fluctuated. Baseball, baseball's taken, not a nosedive, but it's it's been a tapering off. The NFL has had a giant spike, a sharp drop in 2016, and it's been going up again. There will more than likely be another drop coming up after week one. But people continue to watch. And with the way I see the NBA is the same thing I see in the NFL. Why is that? Well, because when all this is said and done, we usually want to go back to zero. We want to go back to something that's comforting. I don't think that every person who says they're not going to watch is ever never going to watch NFL again. I do think there are some people, but of that of that matter, I, I think of that number, I think that's pretty negligible. I really do. Because it showed that you did go back in droves in 17, 18, 19 to 20. There will probably be a drop this year. And then I think that there will probably will be an uptick in 21, 22, 23, 24, so on. I think there will. Because you want to be a part of something. Sports fans want to be a part of something. And we believe that these are important matters, but we also believe that we want to be a part of something through good times and in bad times. And in the NFL, where they do it perfectly, where it's customer service that is better than any other pro sports entity out there, and it really is, where I can be in Kansas City, Missouri, not the biggest city in the world, a fine city with fine people and plenty of things to do. I've been in Kansas City, Missouri. I've been loaded in Kansas City, Missouri. I've had a great time in Kansas City. Don't be calling me up saying I'm ripping Kansas City. That ain't true. But Kansas City is not New York. It's not L.A. Kansas City's a Super Bowl champ. And Patrick Mahomes will probably play in Kansas City for the rest of his career. So you'll feel attached to him and you'll feel attached to that team, even if they do something that you may not agree with coming up here in a couple of weeks. But are you never going to watch Kansas City Chiefs football again? There might be some people who don't, but the vast majority by these numbers that we have here in front of us say that you will, that you will eventually come back, that you will eventually be a fan because it's of a guys that things are on an even playing field. And in the NBA, it's not an even playing field. And even when I bring up money, 
Now, we see here in this situation, there's definitely things that are more important than money. They were willing to walk right off the floor. First time that's happened since 1961. Whether you agree with it or not or whether you think it's it's a long-term deal or anything, that's not the point. They were willing to do that. And it's also an indication when we're talking about people who not are afraid of their money, where they're willing to go to a place where they think they can make it up on the other end or they're willing to be there for their own personal gratification, their better life. But I'm still stuck in my city and my team doesn't have a hope. Why am I watching? I may love the game of basketball. I might watch high school basketball like crazy, college basketball like crazy. But in the NBA, I still want a team that's a winner. And I I brought up Detroit as the best example possible. When are the Detroit Pistons, and they're the team that has done it this way in the past. How are the Detroit Pistons expecting to win a championship in the next 20 years? I'll bring it to my own city. How do the Cleveland Cavaliers expect to win an NBA championship for the next 20 years? If you get the number one overall pick and say you get the next LeBron James, is that guy going to be born in Ohio like LeBron James was? Because that's what kept LeBron James with the Cleveland Cavaliers and brought him back to the Cleveland Cavaliers. But if you get the next big, like New Orleans has Zion Williamson, there is nothing holding him back from leaving that place and going to L.A. or New York or somewhere where he just likes it better. And I'm expected to be a fan to hope that in that four- to seven-year time frame, more than likely, that I'm going to be able to put everything together that guarantees a championship by the time Zion goes. I had that chance, except the guy who was going to be playing with him decided to go to L.A. So what's a regular NBA fan to do? What's a regular, I should say, basketball fan to do? Probably stop watching the NBA. This right here, this will cause a drop, no doubt. I'm not denying that. But over time, if those places are in better places with their basketball teams and those teams are competitive, I think they'd watch again. You've got to give them a reason to watch again. And if I have no faith, if I lose faith that the local team is ever going to do anything magical, what's the point? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Up next, the NFL teams that have the most and the least approved in 2020. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. In the lead-up to the NFL season over the next few weeks, there's things I like to make abundantly clear. Who has things to prove? Who doesn't have things to prove? The coaches with the most pressure and the quarterbacks with the most pressure. And as soon as I say that, Hickey, the sheet was right underneath my manila folder. And this week's the week where we have the most and the least approved in 2020. The teams with the most and least approved in 2020. Billy, at any time, if you disagree, you can go right on ahead. You're a Jets fan, right? That's correct, Ken. Billy, hate to tell you, you're not on either of these lists. You really have nothing to prove because the team ain't good. I know that. Okay, just making sure. You know there's guys who own a pizza shop here in Cleveland, and they told Adam the Bull to cuss me out, like vile things because I said I didn't like the because I said nasty things about the Jets. Like I know if I go to their pizza shop, they will spit in my pizza. I have to avoid them because they're from New York and they're Jets fans, and they hate me that much because I bag on the Jets. Yeah, but I mean when the team's not good, you just – I mean it's not – 
Uh, what are you saying? That's what I was so weird. I said, nobody's meanered about the Jets and j- actual Jets fans. They're mad at me for saying their team's bad. He goes, that's what they're saying. They hate you. They think you're terrible just because you hate the Jets. I went, well, sorry. Tell their team to stop being a total disappointment, and then maybe I'll start to say nice things about the Jets. Hey, the Browns ain't on here either. Can't expect very much right now. Are we ready to do most and least? Away we go. The teams that have the least to prove. I like to do the least first. The teams that have the least to do, number five, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think last year it was proven. Yeah, I know. Ben Roethlisberger's 38 years old, and he's running out of time to get that third Super Bowl, and they got so many good things going on defense now. They made that trade for Minka Fitzpatrick, and it's another thing where I like to tell you when I'm wrong. I love to tell you when I'm right, and I was totally right about the Minka Fitzpatrick trade. I thought it made sense then. I think it makes sense now, and we're seeing that it makes sense now. And if Ben Roethlisberger's back and healthy, they can do a lot of things. But this is why I don't think that they have a lot to prove. They've already proven that they are, one again, one of the finest organizations in professional sports. Their quarterback goes down. Their franchise quarterback goes down. They don't pack it in. They started 0 for last year, I believe, 0-3 last season. They still salvaged. 500 football in that city because a coach, yes, let's give some credit to Kevin Colbert, the general manager, because a culture, because they do have talent. They made the most of it. There were no excuses made. And I think you can set your watch. Even if Ben Roethlisberger gets hurt again, that is still a 500 or plus 500 football team because Mike Tomlin proved last year to all the doubters and all the haters that, yes, he's actually a head coach. And he didn't just do something with quote-unquote cowards guys. He's an actual head co- head football coach in the NFL that demands respects and deserves respect. I don't think they have anything to prove. I put them at number five on the list. And ascending order, number four. A quarterback who is past 40 years old, a head coach that has done it all and carries much more political power than we think in the NFL, that is the New Orleans Saints. I know Breeze wants another, and yes, Breeze is 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 fighting for his legitimacy of not just a first pilot Hall of Famer, but a guy who I think has been, I would say, underrated in what he's done in his career. Because he's carried a franchise through a lot of turmoil. There was a time where we thought the New Orleans Saints would be moved. Drew Brees helped that. Drew Brees saved that. Drew Brees helped bring a city together. Drew Brees helped collect people. And yes, I know that there were some people who were very upset with him over the over the summertime. But I think Drew Brees, by the time that his career is done, people will love Drew Brees again. He'll be a Hall of Famer of the first bout again. He's proven to be one of the most prolific passers in all of NFL history. And part of what's made that so much fun, he's a second-round guy and didn't start off so well in his NFL career and isn't the biggest quarterback overall or even the most talented quarterback overall. But there's something different about Drew Brees, and he'll be a Hall of Famer. I don't think they have anything to worry about. He know We know already we can pencil them in for a playoff spot. I think the New Orleans Saints got nothing to worry about. And the number three team that I put in there just above them are in their own division. You know this guy's the greatest to ever play the position. You know his head coach is one of the most brilliant offensive minds. If it ends even poorly, we won't remember this for Tom Brady. Guys like me want to have a great big fight with he and Belichick, and, oh, we're really going to find out if Belichick really needed Brady, if if Brady really needed Belichick. Brady's 42 years old. That body could fail him at any time. I know that Tom Brady believes in stretching bones and – and other sort of weird exercises, he's 42 years old. That body can fail. 
at any given moment. Same thing with Rob Gronkowski. They do have some talent on that offense. That defense still needs some help, but they're getting there. I don't think they have anything that they have to prove. If they get to the playoffs, that's going to be a successful year. And judging by what they were able to do last year at 7-9 and and watching a lot of Buccaneers football, you eliminate some of those turnovers, which if Tom Brady's healthy will do, you're a playoff team. The difference with them and the playoffs and just being the Buccaneers was turnovers. That's why they got rid of Jameis Winston. That's why they bring in Tom Brady, because Tom Brady's obviously a legend, and he will eliminate turnovers, and he will work within their system, and they'll be better within that system. Plenty of weapons for Tom to work with. They should be a better than 500 team just by walking out to the field. There's no pressure. I can't see them failing and falling flat on their face unless Tom Brady has his career ended this year. That will be a 500 team at least, Probably a playoff team more than likely. With that head coach, they should be. And if they win a if they win a playoff game in the postseason, it cements what Tom Brady can do. I don't think it can make him look any worse because when we look at Namath as well as Johnny Unitas, neither of us remember. None of us remember those old years with the Rams and the Chargers. We remember them at their zenith, and we will remember Tom Brady at his zenith. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, nothing to worry about. The number two team that has the least to prove. I think Kyle Shanahan can say anything he wants to anybody at any time, and we're going to believe him. Now, I put the Rams in this mix last year, and I caught a lot of hell for it towards the end of the season. But I think the 49ers are the team with the second least to prove, least amount of things to prove in the NFL this year. We know their system. We know that their quarterback can run that system. We know that that from coming back from last year, they were a quarter away from winning the Super Bowl, which would have changed our entire conversation about Jimmy Garoppolo. I can't believe we had to have some of those conversations about Jimmy Garoppolo. It There might be pressure on Jimmy, but I don't think there's pressure on the 49ers. Kyle Shanahan, because of his father and also because of what he's been able to do with offenses, but he does come from good stock, already buys himself legitimacy. Then the systems of what he's ran buys himself even more. If they get to the postseason again, it's fine. And when you bring me up, well, Ken, what about Marty Schottenheimer, a guy who got to great lengths but was never able to get over? Are we looking at that with Kyle Shanahan right now? Maybe, but Marty Schottenheimer is one of the most respected football coaches, one of the most respected NFL head coaches in the history of the game. There's nothing wrong with what what Marty Schottenheimer did, and there's nothing wrong with Kyle Shanahan still being one of the youngest coaches in the NFL to make another playoff run and possibly still fail. I put them at the second spot as the teams who have the least to prove in 2020. The team with the most least to prove in 2020 has to be the Kansas City Chiefs. Mahomes just signed a deal. Now, I would say that when you throw a half a billion dollars in there, you have to win a you have to win another Super Bowl. You might have to win another two Super Bowls. Doesn't mean you got to win them this year. It's normal for a team to have a backslide after a Super Bowl. That's why I think that if you're able to repeat, I'm more impressed with the repeated championship than I am with the first championship. When you're looking at this through their eyes, and you've seen this maybe with your own favorite teams, if you've been lucky enough to celebrate a championship. You can buy in when you've never done something incredible. Once you've done it, you can't put that cannon, you can't put that confetti back in that cannon. Players start thinking of themselves. It's only natural. It's a job. They're paid to do this. They want to be paid long-term. They want to set up themselves and their families long-term. They want what's very best for everybody in their life. 
And that might mean that they need to get traded away or they need to get let go and find free agency somewhere else or they might have to sign a franchise tag or they just start thinking of themselves when they play for a champion. That definitely happened in some cases with Kansas City. Make no doubt about it. I know Chris Jones talks a tough game. Chris Jones one of the guys that got happy because he got paid. There's a couple of those guys on that team that didn't get paid this year, and they will probably have that in the back of their mind going forward to next year. And it's not that they're going to go and they're going to give a slack-ass effort. That's not the case. None of them will do it on purpose. But that oomph that you had in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl against San Francisco when you had to make that comeback and you put it on them and then you poured it on them and won that game in convincing fashion, is that still back there? That's a question that they have to answer. And in a lot of cases, it's not. They've won their Super Bowl. They will probably start to remove players from that roster. It's only natural. They still have Patrick Mahomes, and he is so young, they got so much time. I know we want to go to Miami and Aruba and Mexico and all these other places, but in the NFL, Kansas City is your home for vacations in 2020. They have the least amount to worry about and prove to anybody during the 2020 season. We'll take a break. When we come back, I'll do the most. And NFL coaches may deserve more credit than ever. Wait until I give you some of these numbers. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Final segment of the day. Speak now, forever hold your peace. 855-212-4227. That's CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line. And it's brought to you by Geico. Did you know that right now Geico's offering an extra 15% credit on car, motorcycle, and RV policies? That's on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Visit geico.com to learn more. And remember, tomorrow, 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific, get ready for the most intense 8 seconds as Ken Carmen and his wife Liz put the kids to bed and go to the bedroom. No, I'm actually talking about the best bull riders in the world as they head to Fort Worth, Texas for the PBR Windstar World Casino and Resort Invitational only on CBS Sports Network. Got a lot to get into tonight, man. Got baseball on right now. If I'm making a pick, I think that the Lakers finish it off tonight. I think Milwaukee finishes it off tonight. I'm going to take OKC. Because Billy said I should take OKC, and he said that they have momentum. Which, I I think momentum is fleeting anyway. I've been talked into this by people over the past. I always love to say there's momentum. In pro sports, I don't know if there's momentum. And especially with what's going on this week, it feels like game four happened years ago. It feels like it was years ago. So, I'll go with Billy. I'll say, I'll say OKC. We don't know what Westbrook's going to be like tonight. We don't know. So I think it's a 3-2 series lead for OKC by the morning, but I think that Milwaukee and in, in L.A. end their series and they move on uh, coming up this afternoon and coming up later on tonight. But I got that. I got NASCAR tonight. Oh, my God. It's going to be great. I got college football tonight at 9. Going to turn on the ESPN Plus, Billy. This is going to be a great day, man. Of course it's it is. going to be a great evening. Going to go out and get my case of Bush Light and my fifth of Black Velvet. Oh. Bush Light? Na- oh, yeah, brother. Come on. You know me. Now, right. I usually, I'm not going to name the beer that I usually drank. I hope they don't hear me say this. I'm going to admit this to you and everybody else. And I know that we're on in Cleveland, so I'm going to say this very, very carefully. I was drinking another style of beer every day, and I, I stopped drinking it, and, like, I lost 60 pounds. Like that. Good for you, man. Now, now hold on, hold on. Now, you know how big I am. So, it's not a lot when you lose that much. 
okay? And that was just, I'm thinking, gosh, that was like switching beers? So, you know, the the bush latte's been doing better. But yeah, I'll get my black velvet I'll watch tonight. I'll be listening, I'll be listening on my NASCAR app to the in-car radio. Oh, it's going to be great. Last night I was listening during the final lap. Ross Chastain, he spins out. A.J. Allmendinger, A.J. Allmendinger's spotter. Drops an F-bomb. A.J. drops an F-bomb. I can't believe they only dropped one. I would have been dropping like a million. I would have dropped a million. And by the way, I don't blame Ross Chastain. Last lap. Someone's got to win it. Justin Haley ended up winning. I got three things to watch tonight. This is going to be a great night, folks. This is going to be a great night. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. I want to tell you about the NFL coaches that most that may deserve more credit than ever. But I got to give you the most approved in 2020. Billy, hit the music. Now, I told you the least already. In ascending order, Pittsburgh at five, New Orleans at four, Tampa Bay at three. I don't think Tampa Bay has much to prove, and you can go after me on that. I think Tom Brady's his legacy set, and I think we will remember him as the very best and at his very best. If he turns into Namath or he turns into Johnny Unitas, I don't think that we'll remember him. Like I don't, We don't remember those guys there. In L.A. and in San Diego, we don't remember it that way. I don't think that we'd remember Tom Brady and go, yeah, you remember those two years that he had in Tampa where he sucked and they were No, he'll probably be decent and they'll probably be a playoff team. I don't think they have anything to worry about. San Francisco, I put it two, which might be surprising, but Kyle Shanahan's so young, I think that they're going to be perfectly fine for a long time. He's such an innovative guy. And what I like about his innovation, and honestly, I've had to interview the guy I say all this, I really don't care for the guy personally. I'll admit that I'll admit that straight up. This is where you know you're getting honesty here. Kyle Shanahan was short and not very nice when I got a chance to interview him. And I interviewed him like a handful of times, and he was always like that. He's just a prickly personality. So I'll tell you this. What he does is he takes logic in his offense, and he makes it work. He literally takes so many guys try to reinvent the wheel, and we, we get all worked up over bells and whistles and – Big-time offenses that can throw it 60 yards at a clip, and sometimes that works. There's such a thing as the K-gun if you got that type of a quarterback. But for what Kyle Shanahan does, he takes his players and he puts them in the best position possible to win. He does that greatly with offense. And it seems so simple that when you say when you heard me say that, you probably roll your eyes, but I'm just at a marvel with it, that he takes guys and is able to find the thing that clicks and do nothing that insists – that he knows more than those guys, he makes sure that he gets the most out of them and puts them in positions. He's open to that, and I have to respect him for that. Kansas City, number one. Kansas City's basically a vacation destination, and teams that win a Super Bowl, it's just so hard to repeat. I don't think they have any pressure on them. Now, pressure will build again because when you sign a half-a-billion-dollar contract, you got to win another Super Bowl. I'm sorry. And you can give me team-friendly? Fine. If it's team-friendly, that puts even more pressure on you to win another Super Bowl. So here's the teams with the most approved in 2020. At number five in ascending order, the Tennessee Titans. Ryan Tannehill, $118 million. Derrick Henry, one of the top five backs in the league, at least according to me. And you know I know everything there is to know about the great game of football. Derrick Henry, one of the top five backs in the league. They did it old style. They went in at 9-7, and seven, though. They played a lot of tight games. Vrabel did a lot of great coaching. Can you repeat that, or was your team just in the right place where Mike Vrabel's coaching could overcome that? 
where maybe people weren't taking Ryan Tannehill seriously and Derrick Henry seriously. You lost a couple of those pieces on your offense. Are you going to be able to have the same type of running game that you did in 2019? Can you can really can you repeat going to the playoffs and even be better at nine and seven by lining up and playing classic football? Eyes ahead for the Tennessee Titans in 2020. Number four, the Green Bay Packers. This could be the last year for Aaron Rodgers. I read the report just like everybody else did. Five years where the play has gone further and further and further down. Jordan Love could be your starting quarterback next year. If it works, that's a fan base that bitched everyone's ear off during the draft. If it works with Jordan Love, you're going to get 30 years of franchise quarterbacking. I don't ever want to hear another Packers. If Jordan if Jordan Love works over the next couple of years, I don't ever want to take a Packers call complaining about their team ever again. I swear to God, I will boot you right off the show because you've gotten 30 years of franchise quarterbacking. But that's if that works. And you're worried about right now with Aaron Rodgers. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure on that young man. Aaron has proven to be a cantankerous person as time goes on. I think that he's become more obsessed with his own power because I think he thinks he's the only person he can trust. And I have to admit, some of these character traits that are coming out, his brother kind of warned us about, did he not? But that's a totally different subject for a totally different day. They're number four. Number three, the Dallas Cowboys. You got a brand-new coach that's supposed to put this team in gear. You got a quarterback that's playing for a tremendous contract. He put some of that pressure on himself. I like that he put that pressure on himself, and I really think the Dallas Cowboys are in a tough spot. Dak Prescott's a good quarterback, and I'm not going to hear anything about it. I think that he's underappreciated. I think that he's underrated. I think that he's done a fine job, but Jason Garrett's time in Dallas had worn thin as it was even going into last year. Defense still needs help. The offense was working around, but you've invested too much. You've drafted a wide receiver. You've given Amari Cooper another contract or a contract in the first place. You had to sign Zeke Elliott. Hell, you took him third or fourth in the NFL draft. And you've actually found a guy, considering the scouting, got to give credit to Stephen Jones and everybody, you found a guy that should be your franchise quarterback, and that is Dak Prescott. But if you're 8-8 eight eight again on a division in a division that's rather weak, Philadelphia, I think, should win that division, but they should skate in on their on their leather ass, really, at a 9-7 and seven record again. Andre Dillard going down on that offense is a tremendous blow, and Eagles homers will tell me all day long, well, you know, Ken, he wasn't that good to begin with. You, you guys know that's a huge blow. That's a big blow. And considering that he did struggle a bit last year, when you have a bicep injury, then you have another year off, then you start to get worried about the kid's future in general. So I think an Eagles fan has to worry about that. But we're talking about the Cowboys here. The Cowboys are in a division that includes Washington, which isn't going to be very good, includes the Giants, which really shouldn't be very good still, includes the Eagles, where if Carson Wentz gets hurt, you're going to go to Jalen Hurts, who still might be the future of your franchise. You should be able to be a playoff team, especially with an extra spot. If you're not able to do that, you got a lot of questions that you have to answer. I think that they're the team with the third most on them. Now, this one is going to throw some people off. Because, Ken, how can you say Tampa has the least amount or some of the least amount of pressure on them in 2020? And how can you say that the New England Patriots have the most? It's simple. It's purely simple. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots are trying to prove that they can do it with 
Hell, we don't know any given day when I listen to Christopher Price or when I listen to the guys at the stations in Boston, they talk about, well, it could be Jared Stidham this day. It could be Cam Newton that day. Did Scott Zolak do a flip-flop on Cam Newton? What about Brian Hoyer? I got a three-person question there at quarterback. Aha! That's what they want you to think. That's what Bill wants you to think. He knows he's in control. He knows who he has, and he may know that he may not very well have a very good football team on his hands. Will this have any sort of long-term effect on Bill? No, 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 no. And you need to get it out of your mind that Bill's going to set this thing up to tank. Bill Belichick is never going to allow himself to tank. He's got more Super Bowl rings than I've had sexual partners. Bill Belichick is going to be perfectly fine going after another Super Bowl and is never, ever going to accept tanking. That'll never happen. Never happen. There are organizations. I know guys like me don't want to say this to you, and we don't want to hear it either. Organizations like the Steelers, the Ravens, the Patriots, the Packers, they don't tank. That's not in their DNA. They don't do it. They're too proud. They have pride. They have pride, and they actually have working front offices that can get the job done. Packers are a question now. But they have working front offices that can get the job done and good ownership. That when it's time to get work done, they do it. They don't tank. They don't put their season off for next year. They don't They don't tell their fans, hey, we'll be good in a couple years because they know they're going to have to pay the fiddler at some point on that. Bill Belichick ain't tanking. So this one's going to be a big one because if one guy does get to the postseason and one guy doesn't, I don't think it has any long-term effect on their legacies, but I do think it has an effect on the right now. The team with the most to prove, you're 0-2 in the postseason, Lamar, and I love you. I think you're a damn fine quarterback. I fought for your right to be a quarterback because, well, now everybody wanted to walk it back. Albert Breer was pointing out that, well, nobody really wanted to turn him into a wide receiver. We have receipts, Bill Polian. We have receipts on these guys. We do. We knew that a lot of you guys really wanted to turn the guy into a wide receiver, and now he's putting the boots to you basically every single week. But he's 0-2 in the postseason, and last year's loss, which really looked like a coronation if you watch the pregame getting ready for Tennessee, you got a big problem on your hands. If you're 0-3, now people don't believe in you. Your defense is there. It started off rough last year but got better throughout the season. Now you don't have Earl Thomas, but you're a good culture. You don't need Earl Thomas, as I said earlier in the show, and you can hear that on CBSSportsRadio.com. You don't need Earl Thomas because you're a good culture and you have the quarterback and you have the talent in the right spots. You have guys who buy in like Hollywood Brown. You're able to get good guys in the draft that not a lot of other people think of. Guys like Orlando Brown who's turned into a nice player for you. You have to replace Marshall Yonda, and I keep underlining that that's a bigger scenario than what we think because if pressure comes in from the inside and you can get him to the outside, all of a sudden you might be able to find a way to contain Lamar Jackson. But from the proof of it, you have the reigning MVP – You have a guy in John Harbaugh who almost went down in the dirt and drew up an offense for Lamar Jackson that Lamar Jackson immediately was able to put into his brain, and he was able to take off with that. You're one of the best stories in the NFL, but now it's time to put hustle behind it. Patrick Mahomes is looked at as the next big thing and is probably the face of the league right now as I say these words. Mahomes went MVP got hurt for a couple of weeks, came back, had a couple of big comeback wins, including a Super Bowl, and has now catapulted himself to that next spot. You're on the cover of the video game. You're the reigning MVP. You got everybody watching. You got to take that next step because if you don't, all those things, those stupid, idiotic, 
dumbass stereotypes that were thrown out about, well, he doesn't, he can't throw the right way. Well, he can't conduct an offense. Well, really, he's a glorified running. All that stuff gets thrown at you again. I'm not saying you have to win the Super Bowl. I'm saying you got to make a run this time. You got to be able to do it because there's only going to be so long where people will accept just a little bit of success. Regardless of what anything is, folks, this is still America, and we constantly want more. We constantly want more success. If your team was, has been bad and you get to 8-8, eight and eight, you might think that's a good year. You're going to want to be better than 8-8. Eight and eight. If your team gets to the playoffs when they weren't supposed to, hey, that's great. You're going to want to go deeper into the playoffs next year. We constantly want more, and we're constantly going to want more out of Lamar Jackson. So Tennessee, Green Bay, Dallas, New England, Baltimore, they have the most approved in 2020. The least approved in 2020, Kansas City, they can go and sit my ties all year. Doesn't even matter. They'll still probably walk their way into the postseason, and we'll see what they do. San Francisco, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, Pittsburgh. Boom. There's your 2020 most and least approved. I wanted to say what I wanted to about NFL coaches. I just don't think I'm going to get enough time. I was watching the 2018 draft class just the other day. You know, Baker's had three different head coaches. He was taken number one overall. Sam Darnold has had two different head coaches. You're looking at both those guys. In a pandemic year, it's make or break. Meanwhile, Harbaugh creates a new offense. Sean McDermott has a six-year extension. Those two guys in Allen and Jackson were taken later. You still think you'd just get the quarterback and everything else falls in the line? Boy, you guys are stuck in the past. Big thanks to everybody in New York. Pirino, Billy Jack, Belletti, Erica Herskowitz. I'm back next week. Enjoy Chris Moore, everybody. Have a good weekend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.